Melbourne, this weekend you have a chance to do one of your very favourite things. That's right, going to watch me and Carl do our solo stand-up shows. Yeah, you know how you, you keep going... Don't do those podcasts, those live podcasts. (laughs) We want to see the stuff you've worked really hard on and written down and then said out loud again. Well, this is your lucky day. We are doing a return of our comedy festival shows. Uh, Little Golden Daslow and Carl Chandler defends his title as the world's greatest and best comedians this Saturday. uh, What is that? August the 20th at the European Beer Cafe. Tickets are $22. You get both shows for the price of one. It's going to be a fun afternoon. Awesome. Um, yeah, so come along to that. Next up, um, if you're into live comedy, Sydney. Boy, you've got a, a massive treat coming up because uh, the lovely people at Just For Last, the most acclaimed comedy festival in the world, mm-hmm. uh, are, are doing a, a big festival every year in Sydney. They're coming here. They're, they've brought some of the best comedians in the world down. Uh, what date's that, Tommy? September the 6th till September the 11th uh, at the Sydney Opera House. Who have you got, Carl? Uh, who is among the names that are coming down, people that you guys would uh, get into? Trevor Try and make it not sound obvious that you're reading. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not reading. <laughs> Trevor Noah. Trevor Noah's coming down, the host of The Daily Show. Ronnie Chang's boss. Mm-hmm. That's what you may know him better as. Uh, a guy that uh, was nearly on the podcast a couple of years ago. And you know what? We're going to have a hell of an effort and really put in and try and get him on uh, when he's down here. So that's yes. something to look forward to. But yes. if you know The Daily Show, you want to go and see him while he's down here. So he's here. Bill Bailey's out. Alan Carr, um, host of his own show, obviously, as well. Margaret Cho. If, you, if you're into the hardcore um, uh, American podcast and radio scene, Jim Norton, uh-huh. one of Nick Cody's, uh, what of it? Uh, <laughs> Nick Cody's very favourite comedians is Jim Norton. So uh, Reece Darby. See him. Reece Darby, yeah. Flight of the Concord star. And who was in Hunt for the Wilder People, yeah. which is my favourite movie of this year so far. Along with friends of the show, Pete Hellier and Charlie Pickering are doing shows. And Tommy Little is uh, doing this, the, the same show that I was part of last year when he, he hosts like a showcase, uh, a bunch of yeah, guys. Yeah, the stand-up series. So all that stuff, uh, just for Life Sydney, 6th till the 11th at the Sydney Opera House. Check out those shows, but also uh, heaps of those acts are touring all around the country. So Exactly. So they're in Melbourne. If you, there are a lot of fans in Melbourne, obviously. So uh, all those guys that I, I said out loud uh, are basically all doing shows in Melbourne as well. So check them out when they come down in, in, uh, in early September, basically. Yeah. We're also being sponsored this week by the Monash University Law Review. Wow. <laughs> Who would have picked that? We would have picked a bunch of people that wouldn't let us into their university and now given us money. <laughs> well, well, well. Look uh, who's come crawling back. <laughs> the Monash Uni Law Review, it's uh, a comedy show funded by the Steve Vizard Foundation. It's on at the Butterfly Club from August the 24th until the 28th at 7pm. Uh, and, yeah, it's, it's a bunch of uh, new people that you probably won't have seen before in stuff, but uh, previous alumni include Sammy J and Celia Picola. Uh, a bunch of the Working Dog guys got their start in there. That's where that's the traditional route into comedy, isn't it? Mm. It's people do law, uh, they put on the law review, and then for some reason they go, we would get paid so much money for doing this. How about <laughs> we go and skulk around some dirty old open mics instead? Pretty much, yeah. So that's the future of Australian comedy, I guess, uh, coming through there. So uh, check out the law review, They've guys. included on the note here, you don't need to be a lawyer or a student to enjoy the show. I think oh. that goes without saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I want to I see some of this this comedy that you can only understand if you're a student. <laughs> it's like, here's the tuck shop prices skip. Yeah. Oh, nah, uh, over my head, mate. This is before my time. Um, yeah, go check that out. I've been to a law review a couple of years ago, and it was great fun. Uh, tickets are available at the door or online at the Butterfly Club. And $12 off if you enter the code DUMDUM. Oh, wow. We got one of those little deals now. Yeah. 
okay. Save yourself 12 bucks. Oh. And use it to go towards a ticket to our solo shows this weekend. Yeah. Or to buy a couple of tubs of delicious chocolate mousse. Wow. We are really corporate shilling out this week. This is good stuff. Yeah. Uh, also, we've just put this on sale. Adelaide. Get ready to sit on your fat asses and not buy any tickets. What the fuck are we doing? <laughs> what have we done? We've done it again for the third oh. time. Uh, October the 4th, Tuesday, October the 4th, we are coming over and doing a, a big live Dum Dum show. Uh, Adelaide. Yes. Can you believe we're actually coming back? Well, are, we, are we coming back because we want to do a show there or are we coming back to have something to complain about for the next month or two? I think it's that. I, I don't know what it is. Yeah, I think we're, I think it's mental illness at this point yeah. in some capacity. I think it's uh, Stockholm Syndrome or something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and just to hype it up, we, we sent out a bit of a message the other day to, to potential guests, uh, a big sort of group message thing saying, oh. gauging interest. Lot of interest. L- lot of interest. From some very good names. Yeah, it's it's going to be a good lineup. We we're actually going to have to say no to some reasonably famous people. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's going to be good, and uh, you know the reputation of uh, you know what, not so much the show, but just the road trip, just the us going it's over. Not really a road trip if you fly. <laughs> well, we will be on roads at some point. True. There's well, I can't the, fault you there. There's a road to the airport. <laughs> a footpath trip. Yeah, we drive. No, our drive from your house to the airport is a pretty good trip. Yeah, so, that's true. That's yeah. that bit's fun. It's a lot of fun. Uh, Twenty-four hour bakeries. Us starting drinking at ten a.m. Us knocking on the doors of. Any pubs in Adelaide about 10.30 a.m., going home for a little bit of a nap and then coming on to do a big-ass show at night. So Someone in a wheelchair calling you during the show and asking you to come carry them up the stairs. Memories. It's going to have everything. It's at the Rhino Room at where we've been the last couple of times. So uh, come in, Adelaide, come on. You know what? Change the habits of a lifetime. It would be really cool if just this once, just do us a favour. Do do something. Do it differently. Buy your tickets in advance. Yeah. You're going to come. Why leave it to the to the last? You, you know what? This is what happens. We're now selling enough tickets in all cities that we're in getting all the to capitals. Points, yeah, that we're getting to points where we're selling out pretty consistently, mm. and then we always have people hitting us up, going, "Oh yeah, you sold out, and now I can't get a ticket." Like it's our fault. <laughs> it's never. We're never selling out on the day. There's plenty of time to get. Yes, it. yes. So just go and get it now because someone's going to be sooking in Adelaide, the worst sort of sook, an Adelaide sook. Oh, oh. I haven't heard the term sook for a while. It's very good. <laughs> yeah, I'm bringing it back. It's just got to Adelaide. So, yeah, that's <laughs> why I'm using it. Uh, also, we should say T-shirts, hoodies, and all that stuff on our website, littledumdumclub.com. That's also where you can get the tickets to the live shows that we've been talking about. Patreon, thank you to everyone who's chipping in. That's a way that you can subscribe and support the show. You get rewards at various levels. Patreon.com slash littledumdumclub. Uh Type that in because it doesn't have a great search engine, the old Patreon.com, <laughs> for some reason. Uh, so that's the exact address. Get on there. You, you know, long-time listeners will know. You get a magazine at $5. You get uh, bonus material, bonus audio material at $10, which, you know what, if you sign up now, it's, it's officially August now. So if you sign up by the end of the month, next month, September, the bonus episode next month is a bit of an edited highlights of my 40th birthday show spectacular. So if you weren't in town for that, uh, it's a it's a it's the best bit of it basically, mm. isn't it? It's going to be roast. A, a, a tightened together roast. Yeah, yeah. highlights yeah. from the roast. Yeah, and which I've been trying to persuade you to do for ages. Yeah, and you finally come around. Yeah, so give the people what they want. The people being Tommy. So <laughs> I've done it for my little friend. Hey, Tommy. I already had it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for you, you know, it's like 
you know, we we both need to sign off on it. We've both got these signet rings that like connect together, and that's what releases. Well, the I think content. we should check with our guests that they're okay with it being oh, put yeah. out as well. <laughs> well, Tom Ballard, Tom Ballard's been requesting it. He's been messaging me, going, "Put it out." Yeah, it's like, oh, Tom thinks he's had a good one. <laughs> yeah, I've walked past his room on multiple occasions and heard him listening to it. <laughs> oh, really? So Tom Ballard is very uh, happy with his performance that night. So as he, he as he should there. be, he was he's great in it. Everyone's great in it. Yeah. Yeah, he was very happy with it. Which, to which, Nick Cody, what of it? Nick Cody was like saying, "Oh, let's do another one. Let's do another one next time. And next time we'll all have time to prepare because Bella thinks he's so good because <laughs> he, he put in all this effort. It's like, yeah, like anything. That's yeah. what happens. You put in preparation, you're going to be good at something. Cody's using it as an excuse. Like, well, I didn't know we were going. No, you've known for six months. Cody. Yeah, Cody was great. Who was it? Cody, Ronnie, Tom. You did write a reply. I didn't do anything. <laughs> yeah. I forgot Bart. Bart Freebarm oh, was involved as well. Bart did a very good one. Uh, is that it? Is that everyone? I feel like there's one other person, but I'm not sure. Well, anyway. basically now, if if you if you get that episode and you hear any of those names that aren't in it, you'll know that they did not give their permission for us yeah, to put it out. and that we don't like them that much because we don't remember their name. Yeah. So. Um, cool, guys. I think that's everything for now. Yeah. There's, there's been a lot there. Yeah. Yeah. A lot to chew through. Yeah. So enjoy this episode that we just recorded with Harley Breen and first time guest on the show. Very exciting. Long time coming. The great man, Grant Denyer. Yeah. Thanks to everyone that got on social media and hassled him into saying yes to this. So yeah. I think you really scared the shit out of him. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome once again into the Little Dum Dum Club for another week. My name is Tommy Dasselo and sitting opposite me is the other half of the show, Carl Chandler. G'day, dickhead. We're broadcasting from what, the 100th floor? Yeah, from a real shithole, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> from the new apartment that we've bought together, that's uh, the new Little Dum Dum Club headquarters. Just yeah. uh, the top floor of Crown Towers, is it? Yeah. Oh. Is it the top floor? I don't think we're on the top floor. Are we on the top floor? We're pretty. Well, let's say it's the top floor. It's pretty. It's close enough. Plus, um, I don't know for for what we talk about generally. Gee, it's a good chance to jump out of a window up here. <laughs> it is one of the the most salubrious <laughs> venues to end yourself. I think. Yeah. <laughs> right here. Yeah. I mean, they. Anyway, look, that's way too grim. Let's introduce our guests. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, uh, you know him from losing his car to his ex-wife. Uh, you may have seen him on a little show called Family Feud. Oh, please welcome back into the little dum dum club, Harley Breen. Yay! I love you. Like, oh, are we on the hundredth floor? You're great at math. We're not even close to that. And are we on the top? This isn't the penthouse. That just shows you how successful I am. I'm like, oh, this is. I'm we in went space. up high. We went up high. I'm an astronaut now. <laughs> I didn't have to walk upstairs to get in there. Uh, also joining us for the first time, uh, you'll know him from Sunrise, from Family Feud, from so many things. Please welcome into the little Dum Dum Club for the first time, Grant Daniel. Oh, yes. Yay! This is very exciting. If, by the way, if you can see Tasmania from this hotel room, it's the goddamn top floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to survey says. 
<laughs> let, let me say that Grant's got the hundredth floor. God, don't, we're not second floor. Jesus Christ. It's Which, funny. When you walked in, you've opened the door and you went, Jesus, how long has this been going on? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get myself in television. <laughs> like, like you'd never yeah. seen a hotel room before. Yeah. Oh, like man. he's going to get into television. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hotels are just the best. Look, there's a helicopter. It's just, it, man. We, like, <laughs> Let's see if we can do the podcast in the helicopter. <laughs> it's still time to go to work. Yeah, I'll just let him just sit down there and he yeah. can just spin the blades yeah. until we're finished. How, I mean, you've got this room. How much power have you got? Can you get him to come back somehow? Do you just want, just want to get the, the helicopter pilots to go past and just wave at us yes. through the window? Yes. I can do that. Oh. He's not a magical superhero. <laughs> <laughs> can you just get the helicopter to move this way? <laughs> you confuse me with James Packer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, just a TV, I'm just a game show host. Yeah. Oh, but now, welcome to my room, gents. It's nice. Don't, this is great. Don't you were telling anything. us. Yeah. yeah. You were telling us before that you, one time when you were here, you got put up in a room that sounds extraordinarily lavish. I thought I'd got the upgrade. Uh, yeah. I've been staying here for about two and a half years now. and it's, uh, You should it's, really just buy a place, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. And it's it's a really good place to stay. You know, it's right on the hour. You can go for a walk in the morning. I saw a seal in, in the river the other day. It was, oh. It's quite spectacular. Wow. Look at the view out there right now. Why it's wouldn't great. you want to stay here? Yeah. Um, by the way, I am paying to stay here. This is not a freebie. <laughs> really? <laughs> I've been upgrades. Yeah, yeah. No, my work pays. Oh, not, not I was going to say. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Crown's not just throwing it on because he likes blackjack. Yeah, well, I thought, I thought it's not Channel 31's family feud. It's <laughs> Crown's going, what the little dum-dum club's coming here? Jesus, have the room for fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> God's sake, I love those guys. <laughs> so I thought I'd been upgraded. And uh, until just a couple of weeks ago, they said, uh, Mr. Denier, we'd like you. Uh, this is your uh, 700th visit or whatever. Yeah. Um, we'll give you the, the special room. I said, what's a special room? They said, it's got its own secret lift. Oh, that is a special oh, room. You put secret in anything? Yeah. You goddamn know it's special. Yeah. Have yeah. you got a bookcase that twirls around or something in here? Or? <laughs> is there a bat cave at yeah. the back? Well, I've got secret mould at my house. <laughs> it is not secret. <laughs> I've got secret stuff at the back of my fridge. I haven't seen since 1999. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I open the door and it is literally, I look left, it's about 30 metres to the oh. end of the room. I look right, it's about 40 metres to the end of that room. <sighs> this thing is just the most lavish room I've ever seen. It doesn't have a mini bar. It has a fully stocked, like, Pub bar. Oh wow! Inside it, it had a horse. Postmix Coke. Wait. Yes. Oh, we were talking right. about this You're, last week on the show. Yeah. I want to set up a bar at my house and just have a postmix <laughs> thing in it. Yeah. You, you, or just go to McDonald's where they have postmix all the time. Is there any? Have we given any signs that we aim low on this show? <laughs> <laughs> because you guys just got obsessed about uh, postmix Coke, yeah. and he just said there was a horse. <laughs> <laughs> there was a horse. You like? Did it have Coke? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If it was a dilute. If it was a diluted. Horse. If it was like a pony, we'd be into We would it. actually be more excited if we were doing this podcast from a McDonald's party room. <laughs> yeah. What kind of Coke was it? Was it AC Cola from yeah. Kmart or yeah. actual Coke? Yeah. Yeah. I'm guessing it was actual Coke. It was actual Coke. Oh. And, 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 did, and it not did the black liquid. Like a full-size wooden horse just in the doorway to the bedroom like it was a piece of art that you could sit on. Which I did, naturally. Yeah. <laughs> and you take a photo of it and yeah. send it to everybody to say how awesome you are. Yeah. Now when you say you could sit on it, you just mean like... Physically, you were able to sit on it. There wasn't a sign saying, yeah. please sit on this horse. Yeah. No, no, there wasn't an actual saddle <laughs> so you could ride it around the room. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I climbed on that bad boy and, and, and just it was like my most triumphant moment in television oh. ever, sitting on top of this gorgeous wooden steed in the middle of the biggest hotel room in Crown. It is that the next delicious. level up from that room? The horse is on like a little track 
and there's a little remote <laughs> yeah. and you can just kind of like, he actually horses. moves so you can ride him around the room. But uh, what I want to know is because we're not there now, we're in here, who's in that room now? Is it Larry Emder up there now? Or <laughs> <laughs> Brutal. Bloody hope not. Let's go up there right now. Yeah. <laughs> Andrew O'Keefe could be in there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Do you know how to get into the secret lift? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Game yeah. Show it's, wars. It's, it's, there's, no, there's no signs on it. Like you, you wouldn't know it's there. It kind of looks like just a conventional doorway with a lift behind it. It's, it's really like Harry like, Potter. It's full, with, a, oh. with a security guard sort of who hides in the corner and just sits in this in this marble room outside the lift just to make sure that nobody else really is in there. And that's his job, just to sit there, just to, to make sure that the only people lift go up guy. there. Are, yeah. You had your own man there. It's crazy. Oh, it's crazy. I felt like the goddamn president. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. It was it was lunacy. It had a, it had a toilet you, that if you walked past, was that his it, helicopter? The lid opened on its own. <laughs> <laughs> oh, automatic it toilet oh, lid. It, it opened wow. on its own, and when you sat down, it was nice and warm. It was like it was all heated. <laughs> wow. Any bidet action or not? Yeah, I was. I'm not that venturous. Oh, really? I can't. I can't do that. The oh. only thing I want to go up my, my bum is my own finger. Nothing more. <laughs> than that. Okay. I went to Japan last year, and nearly every toilet has the old. There's like a little hose in there yeah it took me i was there two weeks it took me a week to finally go all right i'm trying it on did did you give it a go you don't look back once you've done it once really i was afraid i'd feel violated oh it's amazing so what do you do now that you're at home you just got a hose in the bathroom that you just (laughs) yeah i bought a super soaker (laughs) (laughs) well i'm i'm putting a hose in i just got back uh, from (laughs) indonesia and i've been asia several times every time i'm there i'm like these people do it better yeah they do it better everything's cleaner i'm I'm putting a hose in it's not hard you're gonna do it yeah, absolutely. Man. Clean I it up. I still haven't just, done it. Just a colonic a day from now yeah, on in the greenhouse. Wow. You know what I can't way. handle? The countries where their plumbing's kind of fucked up and you can't flush your toilet paper down there. So you have to put it in a bin. Yeah, right. so that's, that's weird. That's weird. Yeah, Fuck in a way, countries. third world countries aren't as good as us. You're right. <laughs> punch, just, punch down, Tommy. But it just feels like, even though that's what you're meant to do, every, you're just going everything about this is wrong. Yeah. Like this just feels... It does feel like you're, you're putting it in a basket and, and it's like, oh, well, I've collected that. That'll, yeah. that'll come in useful. <laughs> that's a little souvenir. Like, Make sure you put it in the recycle bin. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be afraid that if you sit in a bidet and the pressure's wrong, that it's just going to come out your nose. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. you've got to be careful of the yeah. hoses. Yeah, they are, they're wound up a bit. Yeah. Yeah, they're at gurney the, strength. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I've been anal bleached. But welcome in, uh, uh, Grant, to the first time of our uh, podcast. And, uh, y- well, I've we- never dropped anal bleach on Family Feud. <laughs> 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 I now understand why this podcast world is so goddamn exciting. <laughs> what, would, what would anal bleach be the answer to a survey on, <laughs> on Family Feud? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> what is the number? Number one plastic surgery operation. Yeah. Anal oh, bleaching. bleaching. What are the ten reasons that uh, if you talk about them, keep you on a podcast instead of hosting your own show? <laughs> oh, anal bleach is up there. Yeah, very good. <laughs> um, but you have... Um, it is your first time on Little Dumb, but mm. you have got a nice little taste test of uh, of the world that we live in down here uh, because we chased you a little bit on Twitter. I was mm. look personally, I'm a big fan. Yeah. I love uh, the uh, uh, the game show host. I do love. And I'm not saying that that's what you are permanently, but it just seems like you and Larry Emder and, and uh, Andrew O'Keefe. Oh. I'm just massive fans for whatever really? reason. Yeah, and I've See, that's weird because I consider like po- this is my first ever podcast. I'd like to point this out. So this is this is kind of real breakthrough yeah. moment for me. So you're, you're popping my chair, eh? Um, <laughs> but it was it was kind of weird because you guys reached out once and say, "Hey, would you like to come on a little podcast?" And then all of a sudden, this this <laughs> scary avalanche <laughs> of people were reaching out to me in, in all sorts of mediums. Yep. 
You know, it was it was crazy stalking you, sort of stuff. Yes, yes. And it was like it's like I've been lobbied before. Like yep. where where is it? we say if we ever have a question on Family Feud that's about cyclists, <laughs> you are yow. Oh wow! Yeah. Really? Like we had a question was um, name something annoying you see on the road. <laughs> Someone goes, oh, a cyclist. Yep. Okay, look, I didn't say it. They yep. said it. That's just a public survey. Maybe that's what some members of the community think. Bang. Like you get 10,000 people. I get cyclists who are threatening to kill me yep. if I say anything like that again. I'm going, man, I just host a game show. Yep. So I've been lobbied. And then you guys came along and went, what is this underground <laughs> secret society of weirdos <laughs> coming out and seeing podcasts surely are some form of like just another world medium. I come from the mainstream medium, right? Yeah. Where we like to pretend that podcasts don't yeah. exist. They are the realm of clearly of you, either really you, intellectual or radical people. You don't have to pretend too hard. We barely exist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You need a secret elevator to get into our shop. Yeah, yeah. So when, when, when you guys came out, clearly you got really, really, really strong and passionate fans yep. when it comes to this podcast. <laughs> they came out in the number in which I was terrified. I was afraid if I didn't say yes to this podcast that I was going to open my door one morning and I live in country New South Wales yep. and that be someone hiding in my hedges with a pair of binoculars saying, when are you coming on the dump? Yeah, oh, look. Yeah. Definitely. Wake up with a wooden horse's head in your bed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Left it reference. at the doorway. I did love your reply on Twitter with something like, uh, okay, uh, you've broken me down. All your, all your henchmen have broken me down. I come on your little boutique podcast. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you've got our number already. <laughs> yeah. You've got fringe dwellers. Yeah, yeah. I believe it was something to the effect of, I'll do it if it'll make all these people leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. Which yeah. has sort of been, I believe like when we had Larry Emder on, it was basically the exact same. Yeah. Thing, the yeah. exact same tactic. Yeah. So well, thanks all the listeners out there. Thanks for but it was, harassing it was and scaring lobbying, people. Not for with us. anger, but with 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 a little bit of love, which yeah. I really appreciated. So it kind of broke down my walls, and it said, you know what, you need to open your eyes to another medium out there that's not your own, the one um, that just you know. Fills your own pockets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's be clear. Let's be very people. clear. You're not being paid for this. <laughs> but no, there's a lot of love from all the all the listeners. What we call that they they don't say they're they're fans of the show. They say they're aware of the show. Yeah. Because they uh, they love all the guests. They don't they don't seem to love us as much, but they definitely love everyone that goes on the show. Yes. Do you, do you cop it from your own subscribers. Oh, yes. oh don't don't worry about it's that. Relentless with it. I sell more tickets every time I come on Dum Dum. These guys can't move more units. <laughs> and, they're, and they're the hosts of the. Show. <laughs> and they just cop constant abuse. I love it. Keep I, it up, people. I'll, I'll, I'll give a little. I'll give a little insight into a uh, uh, little uh, marry the the game show world and the podcast world. Uh, I my my number is out there. My phone number is out there. My good friend over there, Tommy Little, has uh, Tommy Little. Wow! Yes, Jesus. Tommy, Tommy Daslow has what a smooth operation. Yeah, <laughs> easy <laughs> mistake to make. Admittedly, three hundred depths in. So um, same sorts of arms. Yeah. So uh, he has put my no, my phone number out there. Uh, everyone that listens to the show has got my phone number, oh my and they God. prove that every day. Uh, they ring me. They they text me. They do. They sign me up for things. It's it's not a fun life they I'm having. Sign you up. Yeah. Yeah. It's not Great. So, organ donation. Yeah. Yep. Oh, I know yeah. Who will do this? <laughs> While still alive. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I tend to get a lot of calls. I now have a rule where I sort of don't answer. The, I, was, I was getting a lot of calls or block numbers, and that's definitely when you're going to get a that's crank a, call. Yeah, that's so, a sign of trouble. Yeah, I do not answer them. However, Sometimes I'll see the number come up and go, sure, let's roll the dice. Let's answer this one. Let's see. I, I, said, I said a while ago, if you're going to ring me, have something to say. Don't just ring up and heavy breathe down the phone and hang up. Yeah, and say, have you checked the children? Yeah, 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 exactly. Well, oh, Carl doesn't have children. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> no. so I get a call. I get a call a couple of months ago and I see the number come up and it comes up on the iPhone as like, uh, like a big long number and then if you've had international calls on your iPhone it'll come up as the country. Yeah. So it 
comes up as Denmark. And I'm like, you know what? <laughs> let's reward this guy. He's, he's made the effort. Let's go. All right. So I pick up the phone and go, all right, mate, what's happening in fucking Copenhagen? What, what sort of shit have you got to say to me? And the guy on the other end just goes, uh, what? And I'm like, well, you, you're calling about the podcast. Here we go. Denmark calling. All right, what do you got for me? What abuse? What, how do you call me a cunt in, in Danish? And the guy's like, um, um, and I start to go, oh, no. I'm calling up about the organ donation. This is actual gaslighting, yeah. what I've done to you. This is amazing. Yeah, so then he goes, and I'm like, oh, well, I'm just answering the phone call. You're obviously ringing about the, the podcast. He goes, oh, I don't know what a podcast is. Yeah, I don't know. So up your own ass. Yeah. You're obviously calling about the podcast. Well, I'm like, who else would call me? No one else rings me up. <laughs> He's calling from Ikea just to let you know that you knew Tate. Yeah. <laughs> so, head, from head office. Yeah, so anyway, he I keep talking and he goes, Look, I don't know what's what's going on. I'm like, okay, well 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 what's who, who are you? And he goes, Oh, my name's Darren McMullen. I uh, <laughs> I'm not I'm you know, I've I hosted The Voice and uh, I've hosted shows like that. And I'm like, Oh no and he's like, Yeah, and I'm not in Denmark at all. I'm from America. I'm just ringing up to see if you want a job on this show called the Big Music Quiz. I'm like, <laughs> Can we forget about that Danish cunt reference? <laughs> so I, he's just going, oh, this is fascinating. Why are you, why are you ringing up? Why, why are you answering every call presuming people are you know, yelling at you <laughs> and stuff? I'm like, oh. Do you know how many gigs you may have missed through not answering the phone? And through calling people names when they ring up? Yeah. Oh, no, definitely. So then it goes on and so that show then uh, I get a call a couple of uh, – So weeks. wait, was it actually – was he actually – why did it come up as Denmark? I don't know. You're just a fucking idiot who can't read. And I, isn't he Scottish? Yes. So it was all very confusing. <laughs> From America. Yeah. It was very, very confusing. Why was the host calling you about a gig? Oh, it just happened. I think he's, my name was passed on by someone else. So he thought he'd have to work very closely with me. So I think he was just getting a gauge as to what sort of person this guy would be. <laughs> <laughs> so he's then, very good at four-letter words. Yeah. <laughs> so then, Mate, can you write my scripts? <laughs> now, I'm thinking about the intro. <laughs> <laughs> Can we put the show on at 12.30 at night? Let's just Is that drop possible? the C-bomb to really get their attention. <laughs> Hello, Australia, you seconds. bunch of cunts. We surveyed 100 cunts and we've got all the answers. It's Welcome the to the big quiz. fucking music quiz. <laughs> it's a big music quiz. Can we only do Kevin Bloody Wilson songs? <laughs> <laughs> so To your fucking first day. <laughs> so then I then uh, get a call a couple of weeks later from a producer going, oh, hey, it's uh, the producer from the big music quiz and I just want to uh, uh, scope you out to see if you want to. And I go, oh, yeah, don't worry, Darren's already. Oh, yeah, why don't you produce a finger up your ass and fuck off. <laughs> so then he, he, I say, no, no, I, I, I know all about the show. Darren, Darren's already rang me. And he goes, what do you mean, Darren who? I'm like, uh, the host of your show. And he goes, he rang you. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, he already rang me to scope it out. He goes, he did not mention that to me. I'm like, oh, he doesn't want me on the show. <laughs> like that clearly, that he hasn't mentioned that to the producer or anything like that. But it then might have been the warm reception you gave him. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So then the producer hires me and then it's all good and then I sort of rock in. And, and because Darren's a lovely guy, uh, uh, I come in and I start the show and uh, working on the show and he doesn't bring it up or anything like that. But I'm like, I wonder if he's actually at some stage sort of gone... No, let's not get this guy in. <laughs> Where does your relationship go with him after that? You've already... It was actually very good. That makes it very hard. Because he's, he's a lovely guy and he was funny and everything. But I think he was fine with it because then he just wanted to know about this world of podcasts where I've been 
brought to that breaking point where I'm just yelling at whoever rings me up. So we were fine after that. Isn't this point. podcast really just a front for your t-shirt sales anyway? Yeah. Much, yeah. yeah. Isn't, isn't it really just, it's the fascia of, of, of your merchandising yeah. arm, yeah, which is the big end of the business. We're like the Rolling Stones. We just put out an album so we can go on tour. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah you Very guys similar. are just like the Rolling Stones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as in we should, I see you he's been oh, in this Mick hotel Jagger room for yeah, eight yeah. minutes and now he's a yeah. member of the Rolling Stones. As in we should have stopped doing it years ago. <laughs> uh, that was a cool story before, but can I say, extremely uncouth to talk about an upcoming Channel 7 show while we're oh, interviewing someone from the Network 10 family. Yeah, yeah. So, so did you get the gig? Are you on the gig for the big music quiz? Oh, behind well, the scenes, I was writing. I was, I was hand in hand with uh, Darren doing a bit of work So backstage. you've written it? Well, I helped out. Well, who wouldn't sign you after yeah. the wonderful introduction? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it wasn't the best ad I've ever put out there. But, it, you know, hey, guys, if you want to ring me for other shows... Is it a good show? I've seen the ads for it. It's got, like, Rebel Wilson and stuff in yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty top end. Yeah, exactly. There's good guests coming up, so it, it should be fine. I haven't seen it. But then I also saw Larry Emder on there, so... What, oh, no good. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> Flashpoint. Everyone thinks that the game show hosts have this kind of weird undercurrent of anger towards one another. Yeah. Like, like if if it went down, we'd fight to the death. Yeah, which is a really fun prospect to think about. Oh. Kind of like it's like like Ron Burgundy. I was going to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's like we'd all meet in some sort of quadrangle with someone you should bring do some that. chains. I'll Who's have winning stick. that fight? Larry M just looking pretty buff to be honest at the moment. Yeah, he's yeah, a big boy. Yeah, but you're a sportsman. That is true. Oh yeah, and and I'm a dirty fighter. So oh, really? I reckon I'd take him out. They're too they're too nice those two. Yeah, yeah. Andrew O'Keefe would just laugh the house down. Yeah, Andrew right. O'Keefe would just fall. He'd just send you a wall of sound. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow, good impro. <laughs> That's excellent. Um, but okay, no, fuck, marry, kill. O'Keefe, Emda, <laughs> Stefanovic. Oh. <laughs> Stefanovic's not technically a game show. Yeah, well, yeah, we can't... We can't do it right now. Yeah. Ooh, that's, that's a good one. I think um, I think he'd learn something from sleeping with O'Keefe. Yeah. I think he'd, he'd be kind of like the Madonna of the TV world. Oh, really? Yeah, he'd had a couple of secret moves that n- not even the, K- the Kama Sutra would have would, <laughs> he would, would, he would yeah, take you on, on to. He'd take you on a big night on the town beforehand as well, yeah, I think. Yeah, you'd be, you'd be well lubricated yeah. before he entered you. <laughs> that's wow. <for> sure. <laughs> yep. You Whereas are really I, loosening I up Larry, there, don't you? <laughs> Larry tell you jokes while he, while he was stroking your hair yeah. as you're waking up in the morning, which yeah. is a beautiful sight. Yeah, oh, he's he's got. I'm so I'm so impressed by Larry Emden. He's he's got such a big body now. I'm not not one usually for big he bodies. He's quite fit because yeah. he was trying to get on the front of GQ or something. Wasn't yeah. that the competition? Yeah, and he got there. Men's like, health. Yeah, men's, men's health. health. That's men's what it was. Yeah. Yeah, but um, I, I, you already know each other. You and uh, uh, Harley already know each other because Harley's been on Celebrity Family Feud, which oh, is let's really not call it. It wasn't called Celebrity Family Feud. Thank you very much. All it was star. called Comedy All Stars. Oh, right. So they, so they changed to... the name once they booked you. <laughs> 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 Here we got. Oh, oh celebrity. All right, that's What's another cool. word for celebrity where they're not so famous? <laughs> all star. Excellent. Yeah. Well done. Can we call it Open Mic Family Feud? No. All right. We got, all right. Themed Family Feud. <laughs> <laughs> we okay. did we got some... ambulance officers versus lifeguards. <laughs> Look, in my defence, you had some heavy hitters of the comedy world. I mean, with Arndo and Dave O'Neill, we everyone's heads were just reeling. It's like, well, it, those it guys. It was good fun. And that was one of the first we'd done. So we, we'd never really trialled the, the, the all-star uh, slash celebrity um, uh, feud in the country. And I think it was our first, to be honest. Right. So it was really quite an intimidating process. Because you guys, are, you're fast on your feet. And, like, I host that show every single night. And Wait, what? <laughs> Six nights a week, sorry. And it's and I the only bit of script is the first couple of minutes. The first, sorry, the first sort of ten fifteen seconds, the last ten fifteen seconds. Everything else is pretty much ad libbed. You don't know. 
any of the questions, any of the answers. And I might have one dot point maybe on, on each contestant that might be a backstory about that time that, you know, you got eaten by a shark or whatever. <laughs> the rest of it's really it's just, just on the fly and I yep. love that. I used to make television where I used to be really quite anal across all the details to write all the scripts, um, always be a part of building the big picture. And this one I just went, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to try something completely different that I've never done. I'm just going to wing it and yeah. see. You used to personally call up your writers from Denmark. I <laughs> <laughs> just, just call them names. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought I'll try something completely different. And it's, and it's been the greatest amount of fun. And like we did 15 episodes in, in, in 48 hours the other day and you were laughing as much on the last one as you are on the first one. And that's when you go, I've got a really, really cool gig. But when you guys rocked up, you're the kings of just rolling with it and being fast well, on we your were, feet. So it, this was mega intimidating for me. It was eight clowns just got released into that studio and your producer, Pam Barnes, kept saying, now, guys, it, the game is important. We want you <laughs> We want you to try. You know, you've got to, you've got to want to win this. And we were all like, yeah, and just <laughs> at it. And uh, Emma Rusciano, who I, who I love and think is great, but she got so annoyed at me because I went up for my time at the podium. Yeah. And the question was, um, name something that uh, people do slowly. And I just hit the buzzer as quick as I could. It just went, sex. And it wasn't on the board. And it got a big laugh. And I came back. And Em went, did you answer that just to get a laugh? I'm like, yeah. Why do you think I'm here? I'm like, I don't care about winning. <laughs> don't tell the charity that. She got all She goes, did you just do that for a laugh? We had a win. Oh, man. How many children died because of your laugh? Yeah, well, you know, I don't know. but yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I, I sort of didn't know what to expect. Who was um, your t- your team? Was you Dave O'Neill's family? So it was Emrishiano, me, and uh, Edo yeah. and Edmonds. And then on the other side was Ando, uh, Fiona O'Loughlin, June Northern, yeah. uh, um, Emily Tahini, her actual real sister, and Stephen Gates Gatesy from yeah, Tripod. Yeah, it was really good value. In fact, we, we've had a. They've been far more successful than I think we anticipated. Because um, regular feud, often when you start to, to, to mess with a format, everything starts to disintegrate a little bit. Everyone starts to lose faith because it's like, you, it's like you're trying to pump up your own tyres when you know everything's starting to deflate. So normally it's a trick that television um, stations tend to use when you're trying to give something a second win when it needs it. Jump the shark. Yeah. Do the Fonzie. Family feud down under. Exactly, <laughs> yeah, exactly right. So we were, we were really hesitant. We held off for a good – they wanted to do it really early on with the bringing back of family feud. And, and I thought, man, you're going to kill us before we've even really you know, kicked off. So we held off. But it's been a been a real great success. So one surprising thing for me is I, I made the mistake a couple of years ago saying I never wanted to be a game show host, which 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 was made a headline in in, in the newspaper, and it comes up every time I goddamn get interviewed. Yep. Um, and I and I really wasn't quite sure about bringing something back like Family Feud. The problem is with something that's nostalgic. And is a part of people's upbringing is they can remember it so fucking fondly. Mm, like yes. when it's a part of you as a kid and you, and being in a lounge room and happy times with families and stuff, you 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 almost can never live up to that memory. Yeah. So often you fail before you even begin. So the biggest curse of bringing something back like an old game show that's now f- nearly forty five years old is going. People remember this better than the show was actually any good. You know, like Hey Hey was a perfect example of that. Yes. Everyone goes, oh, bring back Hey Hey. Oh, they were the best times of my life on a Saturday night. They brought the show back. Fuck, that hasn't changed. TV's come along. I I was going to say with Family Feud, like 45 years ago, what were some of the questions? 
What are all the, the races of people that you don't want in this country? <laughs> Survey says, oh, no, let's not replay that one. <laughs> With a slightly different tone back Yeah, then. yeah, exactly. Whereas now we had, we had this great family the other day, uh, which is a perfect example of where we are now as a country and also, you know, kind of how, how we can sort of be, be a bit cooler, you know, at Channel 10 and it'll be, be a bit more uh, – have a bit more of an open-door policy. But we had this great family who was um, – we had this chick, her ex-husband – and her new lesbian partner, all on the one team. Wow. That was superb. Wow. Hello, modern Australia. How good yeah. is that? <laughs> wow. How good is that? Like, that is, that's, you would never have seen that. It feels know, like a Big Brother episode where you're just ago. putting them in the room and, and go, play this one out, guys. Let's yeah. see what happens. Yeah, yeah. It was superb. Well, my son's sixth birthday was the other day, and uh, that was at my ex in law's house, and my current girlfriend was doing face painting. So, you know, similar. That's very progressive. That's good. How yeah. did you go? There's no seamless? lesbians in that story, so it's not as good. Oh, yeah, yeah. There were lesbians there. I just didn't mention them. <laughs> Why it would you bury the lead like that? This is what I've noticed with Family Feud, and this is uh, – you see that times have changed and whatever. Um, I I always get blown away when I see people with, like, full arm tattoos and stuff on, on air. Yeah. Because uh, you, you never used to see that. Now no. you just see – And, like, you would never have seen that four years ago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like but now people are forced to put that on because everyone, there's so many people who have well, tattoos. Everybody under the age of yeah, yeah. it's like a sen- now is, yeah. is, is fully sleeved. Yeah, it's like a census every day on Family Feud. You're seeing That's middle true. Australia every day and what what people are like. Yeah, like we had a full Muslim family on the other day, and the guys hugging me and cuddling me, and everyone was sort of jumping on Twitter, go, "How progressive is this?" And you go, "Well, it's, it's just it's normal. Just, it's just a family. Yeah, it's just bloody normal. Yeah. This is the family who wants to." Do something cool with one another on television and, and you've answer just, some questions for some cash. You've just got to get through. You've got so many people to put on that show. You can't discriminate, can you? You've just got to put everyone on anyway. Yeah, even you've still got to weed out the idiots, though. Uh, oh, really? If you're, if you're going to be shit at playing Family Feud, be, be the worst we've ever seen. Right. Yeah. Is that so? What happens? That now, all right. You've you've if, rung if, my bell now. Yep. The idiots, the, <laughs> yeah. the people that John West reject. Here we on are. Family Feud. The worst players. Always are the ones who have, who are the game, game show whores. So they've 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 done the rounds, Prize been peaks. on, right yeah, for yeah. sure. So they've they've done uh, <laughs> they've done Deal or No Deal. They've they've been on Wheel of Fortune. They've right. been on Larry's show. They've been on everyone's show, right? So they come in there thinking that this is going to make them famous. This is this is. So they come on. They're too afraid to say anything because they're too embra- afraid to embarrass themselves because it might reduce their chances of getting a full time career in media. Right. So right. they give you nothing. They say oh. nothing. They're just trying to win without being entertaining. Yeah, right. which just makes my job completely hard and that yep. makes them exceptionally boring. So they're, yep. the, they're the worst players. Right. But it's the ones who just drop the dungers are the best. You know? yeah. It's the one who says, you know, name something you find on a beach, you know, dead body, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Boom. Yeah, name something you leave in the, you know, in the boot of your car, dead body. Like yeah. this came up like from one family said this three times in a show once. I went, jeez, are you related to Carl Williams? Yeah, yeah, is this the underbelly version? Uh, bloody of the hell is going on here? Oh, wow. I was too afraid not to give him the cash. <laughs> Have you done the show and it, an episode and you've had to just get rid of it because the content has either been no. too much for television or I would too boring. That would happen a lot. Occasional, there's an accidental little bit of racism, right. which tends to come from sometimes your older contestants, sure. yep. which yep. is just a generational thing. Yep. Uh, you know, some, uh, yeah, it might be something like um, you know, 
the, the answer he might go, oh, the Asians. Yeah. You know, it yeah, might right. be like that. And we go, you yeah. know what? I'm going to give you another chance to say nothing. <laughs> <laughs> For your own sake. All right, the Orientals. <laughs> <laughs> the eye ties. The, the Celestials. <laughs> the Pad Thai Eaters. <laughs> and here we are at the end of Grant Denyer's career. <laughs> <laughs> so you understand, and look, I understand you're from Ballarat and, you know, you're, and you're, you're 70. And yep. time's a little bit different now, so we'll give you the chance to say another answer. And they're pretty cool with that, but that's really rare. So yeah. we, 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 we shoot an episode. You could do it live. We do a, you know, a 26-minute episode in about 32 minutes, and it's... Oh, wow. Yeah, it's great. Correct. Yeah, I enjoyed that part of it. Yeah. It was very oh, quick TV. It is. Yeah. Um, I've got a pitch for you. What about all stars of podcasting? Oh. You have us on one family, yep. and then you fly out a bunch of like, producers from This American Life. And we yeah. go head to head Will, with Will Anderson and Charlie Clawson. Get you know, make it's a good idea. Well, yeah. I consider this um, this the little dum dum club is kind of like it's it's the gateway drug of of podcasts for me. So yeah, this right. Is like my introduction. So oh, this, this is opening you up. So yeah. This is like just having a little bit of weed right now. Yeah. Or no, I, don't I mean, can help you out with I'm that. Craving a little bit of Will Anderson. <laughs> yeah. I'm scratching my skin. I'm going, oh, is there anything that Working Dog does? Yep. Are they online? Can I have a podcast? And You'll be on the next sudden... season of Serial. Yeah. 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 It sounds like some of those guys have already been on your show anyway <laughs> but, uh, so you used to be a weatherman obviously on, on Sunrise a weather girl I used to call myself oh weather girl right, yeah. right, right. again uh, I could never take my own job seriously so yeah. I had to give what? it a, cra- a crazy title yeah yeah right weather what? girl was it and that's, that's one of my favourite things in showbiz the, the, we've had uh, we've talked to Sam Mack we know Sam Mack who, yep. who sort of is doing your old job now I just love the which concepts. is like watching someone else have a turn of your girlfriend really yeah it's weird do you have a little bit of a look no, 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 I can't. Yeah, right. It's like nice when, you, when you've done a – he's a great a ripper dude. Yep. When, when you've done a job for 10 years and you've been on the road – and there was no weatherman before that. Um, so I was the first for right. Sunrise. And at that point, the Today Show had been number one for 30 years and it had never, never been beaten. It was the only morning breakfast TV show. So yep. when the idea came along to have a weatherman, I went, you know what, what, you know what a good way to, to beat the Today Show would be? Let's treat it like a, like a, almost like a, a politician's campaign bus. Right. Let's just go to every single town and market in the entire country. Let's see how long it takes us to do it and go to every single region you can because coming from the country like I did, I knew that if you ever take a camera to a country town, they remember that shit forever. Yeah, yeah. If you put them on the map or showcase them to the rest of the country, they are your fans for life. Oh, I remember, I come from Maribor, country Victoria, 8,000 people. I remember when Glen Ridge landed in a helicopter <laughs> on the Princess Park Oval. Oh, and yeah. we all, ju- it was like Beatlemania. We just <laughs> well, raced over. Do you reckon Bundaberg, that was Glen Ridge who flew past before? Yeah, yeah, it might have been. It might have been. He, he heard we were little Dum Dum Club doing a game show host. He's like, oh, where's my love? <laughs> yeah. I did sail the century. Oh, uh, so you're from Bundaberg? Bundaberg, Queensland, and uh, I had uh, we had Prince Charles drive through town, oh. um, and there was all the cameras with him. It was the biggest moment of my life. And yeah. then uh, as I got older, did he I was... at least slow down to sixty, or did he just keep going? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> from top to bottom. <laughs> yeah, I, and I agree with you. When you're in a country town, and that uh, that kind of thing happen anything that's out of the boring and mundane yeah. you're like oh my god yeah. there was a limousine and, and cops on motorbikes on the front of flags. a car yeah. and of course there was cameras lining but the so streets you, the same reason that you remember that right now because we made the effort over and it took us it took us about a year and a half to do a complete lap of the map um, because we went to all those markets we started in a in, in a clockwise direction we started in we started in south australia first and then we went WA, Northern Terry, Queensland, um, and New South Wales down to Victoria. Um, and because we went in that direction, you could see 
in all the rating spikes where we'd become Sunrise would become number one in South Australia, then it was WA, Southern WA, then Northern WA, then Northern Territory. You could completely track it because we'd made that effort. So after ten years of staying on the road full time, the problem was you have to keep that travel up yeah. because any time Anyone in a capital city doesn't give a shit if you're broadcasting in their capital city. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Melbourne particularly doesn't give a shit if you're broadcasting live from Sydney. So what we what we found was that if you go remote, for some reason the numbers would go up quite dramatically. The more remote you would go, the bigger the spike. That's funny. A lot of people are requesting us to go remote <laughs> from Melbourne. <laughs> but theirs is to, to never come back. Yeah. No? yeah. <laughs> but it, it, you you make that effort, and then and then so we had to live in Central Australia for virtually you know ten years. Oh wow! So you put your blood, sweat, and tears into doing that kind of role. When you hand it over to someone like um, you know it was Edwin and Bartholomew before yep. that, and and then of, of course you know over to Sam. It's really difficult to watch someone else do that role because you've you've kind of created it. And yeah. At that at that point, where the men were pretty straight in this country, right? So and we Brian were, we were and pretty co- loose. Yeah. So how many do you think going to all those small country towns then? They would have such a strong affiliation with you now, probably. How many how many little plaques do you think there are around the place? Where or how many restaurants where it's like you, signed here's the, plates? Oh, yeah, he's, signed plates. Yeah. Here's how the many Grand famous vanilla slices have you had? Yeah. Well, we used to judge a country town based on its um, its its Palmer for sure. Very good. Yeah. 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 So we uh, Shepparton won won the competition. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. interesting. Fact, yeah, best Palmer in Australia for us. So that's that's kind of how we evaluated our tour. It's um, like um because uh, when you go to Port Douglas, like every restaurant in Port Douglas has a picture. It's like, hey, Bill Clinton dined here. Yeah. yeah, but they've all he dined everywhere there. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Are you how many pictures around Australia have, have got thousands. you biting into a ham and cheese sandwich? Thousands. Yeah, <laughs> oh. we should try and do the same tour and just yeah. chase Daniel. How many across pictures the country? do you reckon you guys could get? Or how many what <laughs> pictures? Wanted in, posters in included? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it'd depend on how remote the town was. If no one else has been through, would be a chance. Yeah. You'd have to think. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. No, I don't think we'd get any. Surely. Let's try it. Yeah, let's try it. Let's try it. Yeah. Oh, I'd love to do that. We, we should go bite. remote. We should do this this yeah. Chase Denya tour and let's go around and follow up on all the, all the places <laughs> like you went the, to. Like those people that follow the Grateful Dead around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have you ever been to Port Hedland? Yes, a lot. Yeah, that's, that's the only place in the country, I reckon. If a cyclone came along and wiped out that area from the map, yep. I reckon that's probably not a bad thing. Yeah. Bad, bad Palmer? scary joint. It's the grimmest place I've ever been. Yeah, There's nothing it, grimmer than Port Hedland. You drive in there and it, it just it feels like hell. It is. It's what's a so, hard, hard I've heard. Every, I've heard this, everything about it. So the, the, the geography is hard to look at. It's, it's flat, red, hot. So that's difficult. Then on the roads, it's just truck after truck after. It's just big thing everywhere. So that's very intimidating when you come in. And it's not trucks with one trailer. It's trucks with five trailers. Yeah. Right. And, and massive uh, excavators being moved. And everything's stained so, red like this. This yeah. kind of red from the, of the minerals that are in the The buildings right. are dirty. The, every car is dirty. Right. Every person that gets out of the car is dirty. Right. Boy, I hope we don't have any listeners there. <laughs> oh, you'll, have listeners, you'll have listeners in Port Hedland for sure. And I don't will, think anyone sure. would agree with me, no, disagree with me. It's, I, it's, it's one of the most remarkable places. It's like the surface of the moon, but not only that, it just feels like a really angry place. Like right. I, I, th- I think I'm remembering this right. Port Hedland 
has the Guinness World Record for the most amount of unrelated murders in one night. What? Yeah, yeah. that wouldn't surprise me at all. How did that get into the Guinness Book? Why are they setting Isn't that as a record? Well, superb. That's just gotta... setting people to try and beat the record. <laughs> <laughs> 11? Wow. We can do 15. It's 11 is the number, right? Because you've, you've, got, you've, got, off, you've, got, you've got fishermen on trawlers who are out for three months catching fish. They come back. They, they hit the pingers. They hit the clubs. And they've got all this cash. And they go nuts. You've got miners who are doing the same thing. There was this one pub on the water that had 11 unrelated murders in one night. Wow. Not a dude coming through with a machine gun carving everybody down. Oh, there's a murder over there by the pool table. Yeah. Another 15 minutes later, there's a murder over there by the jukebox. Wow. wonder like what the palm is like. 11 yeah. in one night. Yeah. <laughs> the palm's not bad in Portland. <laughs> that's that's got to be one of them. Someone got hit in the throat with a palmer. <laughs> <laughs> Someone killed the chef because the palmer was no yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. So this is the kind of wild west parts of Australia that you, know, you kind of have to survive. We were setting up a satellite dish in the morning and about at that point it was like daylight savings. So it would have been we're on air at... What's at 3 a.m. over there? Yep. So we're setting up at 1 a.m. And, and I watch this, this, this woman um, just punch this other woman like nothing I'd ever seen before in my life. I was <laughs> horrified. I hid under the satellite dish. <laughs> I still feel ashamed to this day that I watched a woman punch out another woman who was just walking home from a night out and I hid under a trailer. <laughs> this, i got to say, everything we've heard about this town, this sounds like the perfect place for the little dumb yeah, yeah. club to oh, go and do his show. Go. Oh, you wow. should absolutely you go. you experience, man. It's not you, of this world. It's, it, it, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, I bought a cube of emu export beer when I was there in town once. Um, so 30 cans of emu export for $29 and, and in the Pilbara wow. that's cheap for anything um, but it's less than a dollar a can and I put it up on the counter and the lady behind the counter went ah oh, emu export you've been in Headland too long and I went yep a day and everyone <laughs> everyone in the line everyone in the shop all went <laughs> they all got it ha, 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 they, we live in a shithole we get it no, no one wants to be there they're all there for they're a specific just, reason. Yeah, right? you're just trying, you're trying to make a living for your family. You know, yeah. you're trying to get a head start in life. You know, there's big money to be made over there. Right. You're trying to get in that Guinness World Record book. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I reckon we can do 12 murders. <laughs> I reckon I got it in me. Yeah. Trying I, to I, I up the blaze. Yeah. Oh, I'm not that ambitious. I could be one of the victims, I guess. Cool. Trying to, <laughs> try to organise <laughs> yourself. Yeah. Trying to organise yourself to somehow... Topple the record of unrelated murders. Yeah. Oh, that one was related. <laughs> Shit. That doesn't count. <laughs> yes, you've got to look in the unrelated section of the Guinness Book of Records. It should be said too, by the way, that there are some amazingly beautiful landscapes around Port Hedland. Oh, it's just crazy. the town itself. It's great. Yeah. Around crazy it is beautiful. a definite the Pilbara is a beautiful place. It is it is constantly rated as the worst town in Australia, right? I'm yeah, sure. Yeah. Or, it is or it's grim. Even south southern. It's Hemisphere, the only place I've genuinely felt like quite Quite scared the whole time I was Yeah, like, we got to do a show there. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm also a tiny little guy. Right. But speaking of Guinness World Records, you hold a bunch of them. I think that's why I might have brought it up. It's not to do a really, really tacky set. <laughs> I read it. I read it. But I'm on do, the same wavelength. You do get, you do get um, addicted to Guinness World Records. Um, How many do I you have? Say, I've got five. Do on, you? Your, yeah. on your Wikipedia page, which is the absolute depth of research that we do on this show, yeah. it says that you have five, but it doesn't list what they are. It's Probably because most of them are embarrassing <laughs> and pretty lame. Do you know my Wikipedia page? I can't even change the details on it, um, and, and most of them are wrong. Oh. I've gone on there to correct. It says I'm from Coffs Harbour, and I'm not. Um, so I went on there to change it, and Wikipedia said, you can't change this page. I went, it's my page. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah, we have a lot of the muckrakers that listen to this show who've kind of stitched <laughs> us up on our Yeah, I get people go on there all the time and change details on my own page, and I can't even correct it. Um, but there is five. 
So the the coolest, the coolest, most full on legit one. Um, they're all legit. They're all they're actual certificate ones. But it was so you've got the certificates. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. They're fully recognised. They're in the book. You get the book now. You'll see it in there. You don't travel with them. <laughs> just wear just the medals case. around yeah. like yeah. I just finished the Olympics. That's how you got this room. Yeah. <laughs> just walk up with a certificate. Yep. Yeah. Give me the biggest room possible. Yeah. Take me to the top of the building. Yeah. Oh, now you've got a new record. Biggest room. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> the, the coolest one I got was the world's largest tandem bungee jump, which was, um, which was big. We did it out of a helicopter over Bondi Beach, and I did it with the guy who invented bungee jumping, AJ Hackett. Right. We thought this would make a great bit of television. The record at that time. <laughs> I like the inventor of the bungee jump. Like, <laughs> I thought of the idea to jump out of a plane and not die. Yeah, cool. <laughs> you are the inventor. <laughs> so he, we thought the record was like 150 metres. Um, and instead of making it, say, 157, we thought, let's do 300. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Because so if you're going to beat it, you want to you really it. clear it. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just beat it so then you can kind of continue to do it in the years to come. Oh, right. But we, we thought we'd smash it. We thought we'd, we'd do it for live, live television. We, we, had a, you know, we, had a, we had a camera in the helicopter. We had another helicopter shooting the helicopter. We had a camera from the ground. We had it all covered. It was fully mint. It was, it was going to be big. Nothing like this had ever been done. So we um, we did a, we did they did a, supposedly did a trial of it they reckon yeah it's going to be fine so we got to do this thing live I quickly get in a car from the live cross half an hour before at Bondi go out to Bankstown Airport in Sydney get in the helicopter with meet AJ there we're running late helicopter takes off we're standing on the skids outside of the helicopter flat out on the way to Bondi excellent like so the wind. At that kind of speed is pretty full on. We're standing on the skids, right, trying to hang on to 150 metres of rope because it ends up becoming 300 metres when it's fully stretched. Um, Trying to hang on to this thing. We nearly fell out of the helicopter um, a number of times over the Sydney high-rises on the way to Bondi, which was was terrifying. The pilot had his Bose noise-cancelling headphones on, so he couldn't hear us trying to tell him to slow down (laughs) because the wind was about to blow us out of the helicopter. I love the idea that you guys are like, oh, I nearly fell out of the helicopter. Anyway, time to jump out of the helicopter. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to do it over water, not not the Smacking into buildings. (laughs) I didn't didn't want to get decapitated on the Sydney Harbour Bridge on the way out of the destination. Make it into the book. Yeah. <laughs> Surely that'll yeah. be a Guinness World Record. You don't want to enter the Crown Towers via the roof. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you say your helicopter pilot had noise cancelling headphones on? So he couldn't hear us yelling. Is that out, cool? Slow down. <laughs> we had, I had it's not cool. Is that okay in any way? Yeah. No, that's not cool. Yeah. <laughs> I had to hit him in the back of the head so he could turn around and slow down so we didn't fall out. Not something oh. you really want to do to a helicopter pilot yeah. is hit them yeah. in the back of the head. Yeah. <laughs> So he slows down and we get there. The worst problem is when I jumped in the helicopter, I looked at AJ Hackett and he had had the biggest night I've ever seen anybody. Oh, no. His eyes were so red and bloodshot. And I thought, my life is in the hands of someone who's clearly... Yeah, he's happy. He's happy to not bounce back yeah. at this point. Yeah, <laughs> I love the like. He clearly just thinks because he invented it, he's impervious to all danger that might happen from yeah. it. I yeah. was afraid that he wanted to go out live on television <laughs> <Yeah>. like, permanently. <laughs> like he'd lived his life, he'd climbed bloody yeah. Mount Everest, he invented bungee jumping. It was massively successful. He's I done everything. Afraid. He's done everything but kill a weather presenter. <laughs> so, <laughs> but he mustn't be young. He must be an old man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he would invented have been a long point. time ago. He would have been fifty, I suppose. Oh, okay. Oh, late forties, oh. fifty. Oh, right. And and we'd got over to the point where we're over Bondo. We're ready to go. I'm doing a live cross to Koshi and Mel at that particular point, and he's trying to hang on 150 meters of of bungee cord on his own. Oh. 
And what he, I've put the microphone down. Koshi, no worries. I've turned around. So thanks. Here we go. I've turned around to AJ Hackett. He's gone three, two, and oh. jumped. No instructions. No double checking of being tied on. At that point, we were such a rush to get on the helicopter and take off. I couldn't remember whether I was tied on. And no one was double checking. Oh. No one's gone down and gone for a little bit of an extra tighten up of <laughs> wow. the buckle. He's jumped. On two, this is making me so uncomfortable. Yeah. And I hate no this. Checks. No checks can at we, all. Can we tell the rest of the story on the ground floor? <laughs> <laughs> you don't even know if the helicopter's at the right height. You've got three hundred meters of rope to get through. Yeah. yeah, and we had a we had a two minute window where we had to jump because they shifted all the flight paths of all the planes so we could do this stunt. So just to be clear, he's jumped. You're tied to him, yeah. I think I'm tied to him. Right. He doesn't know if he's yeah, tied. Yeah, right, to him. right. So he's started to go. So I've gone. And I've grabbed him around the shoulders and the neck and pulled him in and gone with him. So in this entire time that we're descending and free-falling, which is like 10, 15 seconds, that's a long time, it's coming down, 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 down. I'm going, I still don't know if I'm tied on. <laughs> Fucking hell. So I thought, I'm going to have to hold on to this Did you guy think to bring it up in the 10, 15 seconds with him? <laughs> Helicopter. Hey, you know if I'm going <laughs> Helicopter pilots just listening to Jailhouse Rock uninterrupted up there. <laughs> He's having a great time. He's cancelling headphones on. So we're going down. I thought, I'm going to have to squeeze him so tight that when this rope starts to pull, pull, pull tight that I'm going to have to hang on to him. Because if I don't and I slip through his arms, if I hit that water from that height, I'm dead. It's like yeah. cement. I'm, 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 and they said that was part of their briefing prior to it the day before. If you hit the water, you're dead. Sam Mac, we're going to have to get you in a bit earlier. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we reach, it starts pulling tight, pulling tight. I thought, cool, I think I'm tied on. I think I'm tied on. I'm slowing down. I'm slowing down. This is awesome. This is awesome. And then it, it turns around starts going back up. And then I'm thinking, we're coming up pretty fast here. Jesus, the recoil speed here is really high. I can see these whopping great big rotor blades. And I thought, fuck, we've doubled the record. Has anybody thought about the mathematics of how far <laughs> we're going to recoil back up? What if we go further than the point at which we jumped? This has turned into a road on a cartoon. Yeah. It was it's insane. What's Dr. Carl's number? That <laughs> 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 so was the day I nearly died on television. Oh, man. Wow. It was so, so fucking weird. Anyway, so, was cool. was so, so did cool. you survive or not? What? You didn't tell <laughs> the end of the story. How'd you go? Now, about the ending. <laughs> <laughs> no, it all worked out okay. It was, oh. it was pretty cool. But the other ones were pretty lame. Uh, well, uh, the. Uh, the most kisses on the face in 60 seconds. Um, hey, that's pretty cool for us. You got Look, the most kisses or you gave the most kisses? Received. You received the most kisses, right. Um, the and how many? Pulling on the most amount of uh, pairs of underwear in 60 seconds. I like that one. The fastest to burst a thousand balloons. Yeah. The world's largest underwater dance class. Great. Was this just a weird orgy you went to where you kind of knocked all these off in the one day? <laughs> pretty much. Man, I got, I got a lot of syphilis out of that. <laughs> Let's just say, the, the, the most kisses on the face in 60 seconds was absolutely gross and we had the line of about a uh, hundred... 100 people or so. In Port Hedland? <laughs> <laughs> and people were licking up the side of oh, the going and going. What are you going to do that for? Oh, yeah. Imagine the amount of cold sores I was, oh, was going to come out of yeah. that, that stunt with. Yeah, you could have died more easily from that than mm, from the bungee. From the hip. Yeah. 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 Oh, God. Pink eye. But see, they're your official records. <laughs> the last four were coppers, actually, were oh. in the line. So they were good sports. Right. Um but the, do you still hold the broadcasting live from the roller coaster? Was that a world record? Yeah, I did that. Yeah, I did was, do that. Is that a world record? Does that still count? That, was, no, that wasn't a world record. That, no. wasn't, oh. that, was just, that was just freaking awesome. Oh, okay. Yeah, because so how does someone beat that? 
We had it was broadcasting it was, live from the Gravitron. Yeah, that's Ooh. more impressive. We had a hot dog taped to my hand and a, Coke, a can of Coke taped to the other hand, so I could eat and drink while we were going around. We were on there for like three hours straight while we were broadcasting live. Oh and man! They taped a hot dog to your hand. Yeah, I wanted to see if it'd stay down. <laughs> <laughs> that, but how do you eat that if it's taped to your hand? It's very difficult. Well, yeah, not, not the whole thing's taped, so you, oh, right, right. so you, you okay. wouldn't lose it. Right. Oh, that's that's a and they become addictive. You get one, you all of a sudden you go, maybe I can get two, and then you get two, and you go, maybe I can get four. Yeah, and all of a sudden you you're trying to murder twelve people. Yeah. In <laughs> <laughs> Did you fail in any? Are, are there any like massive fails where you've gone for something ridiculous and you and you didn't you didn't get it? No, no, we got. I I only oh, find the ones that, that you nice. can get <laughs> that you can win. Right, right, yeah, right. I don't I don't lose very well. You didn't go in for any of those. The, the ones I used to love at school, you go through the, the Guinness Book of Records, and there was always like the guy who ate an entire. Uh, Learjet, you know, he just <laughs> oh, he just yeah. taken Those ten idiots. years to every to it eat like be. a little inch of tire one day, and then the next day he drinks a little bit of oil, and the next day you know a little bit of the rotor blade or whatever. Yep. I only yep. remember the guy with the longest fingernails. Right, yeah. I reckon oh, it's the same yes, guy. He's in there every year, oh, just yeah. sitting pretty with his gross talons. He can't be happy with that like hand. Eight meters of the yeah. fingernail or something like that. Or the guy the had worst. the most amount of Guinness World Records was Ashrita Furman, so he got the Guinness World Record for the most amount of Guinness World Records. Right. Oh, right. It's in the hundreds. Yeah. So you were obviously eyeing him off at one point. I was. To remember I, yeah. that and then I realised how many you had, and I went, "I'm not doing that." Because I thought there is a there is a point where you will die trying to get a Guinness World Record. Yeah. Can you invent records? Like, if yeah, you can. so you can just come up with something that's not in there. Yeah. You be the first to do it. You can and even find a variation as, as long as it's not too much of a lame variation on an existing one. Like, right. you, you know, I I, I will juggle, um, you know, a, a eleven running chainsaws. Right. If that's the record, you go. Well, I'll dra- juggle twelve with yellow shoelaces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. You know, like it has to be. Right. A, you can do a yeah. variation, but it's got to be legit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But totally. Yeah. Yeah, I, I actually um I, I've got a tiny my I realised on the way in today my tiny little uh, uh, link to you in show business is. I did one day of warm-up on Iron Chef when you were the host. Did you really? Just, just, we can see the studio from here, I think, down in Docklands. Yeah, but you can. I was, I was the warm-up. Is I there had, an Iron Chef here? Yeah, there was. There was. was. Ah. The world's I, most ridiculous idea to try and make a cult classic. Was that in the Guinness Book of Records? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it's a long-standing... Yeah, I I was really worried about that. I don't know about you, but you got you you don't. This is kind of a similar theory to bring back Family Feud, but more so, you don't try and remake a cult classic because right. you, yes. you will fail. Yeah, you will fail. It's right. just it, it's it's definite. And Seven was determined to try and make a commercial version of a cult classic. Yeah, okay. If you, Seems if you madness. take Iron Chef out of that market with the crazy voiceovers, because it's obviously it's another language with English translation and bad. That was what's good about it. That's what's funny about yeah. it. You take that. Out of it, yeah. all of a sudden, that's that's not Iron Chef anymore, yeah. and everyone's going to hate you for trying. Be like somebody if, redoing Monkey Magic. That was exactly <laughs> my example. Yeah. <laughs> you don't do that. No, you leave don't it as it, it is. No. Maybe they thought we could make it better if we put on a really bad warm-up guy. <laughs> did no, you it didn't time? work. No, I, look, this is early on. Where Who did I you remember on the phone to get that job? <laughs> yeah, no, there was an audience. It was it was bizarre though because it was like uh, I'd done a very very limited amount of warm-up at that point. I'd literally worked on a show. Called Letters and Numbers that had maybe 12, <laughs> Great show. 15 people in the audience. Is it the ABC show? SPS. SPS. But yeah. it was filmed at the ABC, funnily enough. It's a BBC show originally. All right. Well, let's name all the stations. Um, <laughs> no, no. So, um, uh, CNN. Like, Hello, was, TV historian. Yeah, there was like 10, 15 people in the audience. Seven, mate. So it was just. 
Tell me, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. So there's 10, 15 people in the audience. So it wasn't really even warm up. It was like babysitting. So I was just sort of sitting there going, <laughs> just passing out chips and yeah. bottles of water. Honestly, just going, are you guys still okay? Can you please not leave? We need we need all of you to be here. And uh, so I, it really wasn't warm up. So then that, someone rang me to go and do Iron Chef. And I'm like, okay, I'll take the money or whatever. And went out there. And it was the Thunderdome. You know, it was this yeah. massive sound stage. And, and all of a sudden, there's banks of hundreds of people. And I'm like, I've only ever spoken to 12 people, guys. I don't know what so I'm doing. So building fairly intimidating. Oh, it was... Oh, I shit my pants. Uh, <laughs> and it was terrible. And it was this stage where it was that bad that uh, uh, years later, I only did the one day and years later, uh, a couple of years later, I talked to Tommy Little and he was saying, oh, yeah, I remember that from doing warm-up on uh, Iron Chef. And I'm like, oh, did you do Iron warm-up on Iron Chef as well? Because I, I did yeah. one day. And he goes, oh, I'm aware. I was called in once you'd finished for the day. <laughs> well, that happened to me. I got fired halfway through a warm-up job recently. Oh, well, you've, no you've won up to me. Yeah, I, um, I, I've not done a lot of warm-up, but I did the circle with Pam Barnes. That's how I know yep. Pam. And then uh, did Adam Hills. And they were both – the circle's 40 people, and Adam Hills is – it was a – you know, a Tonight Show, and I was doing stand-up, and and I was on camera on that as well, oh. so it was a different experience. And then this gig came up for the X Factor, and a lot of money. Yeah, and I'm like, well, I'm not doing anything. I'll go and do that. It'll be fine. And when I got there, I just could not hide my disdain for that entire <laughs> franchise. I just oh, yes, yeah. like I just couldn't. I got out there in front of it's in a stadium, and I just looked at everyone and went. Ah, oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> what a sounds like, sounds point, like the warm up man needed a warm up man. <laughs> oh man! At one point, I said to the audience, it was thousands of people. I went, anyway, you guys are shit. Let's blame me. And then <laughs> when, <laughs> the cool down man. And when one of the producer just he wouldn't even talk to me. He was running around, but looking at me and clapping like that's what I was meant to be doing. Oh, I'm like, that's... not going to be doing that. You look like a fucking idiot. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then at one point halfway through there was two shows being recorded and halfway through one of the producers the other one came over to me and he's like hey man um dave eastgate just called and uh, the shoot that he's on has finished early because he's the regular warm-up for x factor and he can come and i looked at the guy and we both knew what he meant was we called dave eastgate <laughs> and said please come and save this and i just went no worries mate. that's the hardest gig in the world man because you're holding oh. an audience there and a big audience you're holding them there for 14 16 hours a day and these shoots drag out and they are slow and they're yep. big and the way that you make these big scale tv concepts is you build them piece by piece and it's it's so painfully slow and trying to hold an audience and forcibly make them clap yeah. until their hands bleed is a really really yeah. hard thing to do. I don't have I don't have the soul to be able to do it. Like I'm I'm yeah, very I, fragile. Never again. Yeah. Like I called my manager and I said, "Listen, I know they're a lot of money, but that's like, not me. No I can't." Like it was not it was unfair to them. But I just, yeah, just couldn't you, fake it. You're abusing it. the audience. Is Absolutely. What, is what you're doing. Yeah. You're using yeah. them as a prop and you're abusing them. And they're yeah. there for free. We, 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 we were making the Great Australian Spelling Bee um, a couple of weeks ago. And we, similar deal. Trying to get an audience is really hard. The, pro, the process of filming is really slow. It's laborious. The audience doesn't want to be there as soon as they cotton on to how shit it is um, to be a part of the process of filming one yeah. of these things. And then we, so the warm-up guy was just going around going, right, anybody got a joke? Uh, oh, you, no. you tell me a joke. <laughs> little, little Timmy stands up. Little Timmy is about nine. Goes, yeah, I got a joke. <laughs> okay, Timmy, what's your joke? <laughs> this is by about the eighth hour. 
Why did Princess Diana cross the road? Oh. Why did, why did she cross topical. the road, little Timmy? She wasn't wearing a seatbelt. Oh, oh, no. Little Timmy sounds like a bit of a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> little Timmy's a fuckwit. Too soon, little Timmy. Too soon. And I went, that is the darkest, funniest thing I've no. ever heard come out of the mouth of a nine-year-old. Why is beyond his ears, little Timmy? Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Who was your warm-up? You've got a good one on, on Family Feud, Russell Fletcher. Russell's really good. He's Russell's great. the kind of guy who, who's also a part of the finding of the family. So he has a lot of oh, investment right. in the show. So yep. he, uh, when we go and, and, and um, we go do auditions in all the markets around the country, so he'll go through, he'll play the role of me and put the families through the, through the, through the ringer and make them feel comfortable. Yeah, he did that with us. Yeah, he's really, really good. He's a yeah. great guy. Yeah, yeah, nice. It's a good vibe. Because like, cause Family Feud is over really quickly. Um, we, we don't, it's not painful to come and watch. Um, please. So. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I can agree. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think we got to wrap it up here for this week. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah? There was only one thing I was going to say because we, uh, okay. know, we do a little bit of. Uh... <laughs> no, we're not. Yeah. <laughs> well, I we're going to sure. wrap it up. Nope. Yeah. No, there was. It's uh... not yes, and it's sure, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, because we, we, you know, whenever we have someone that's legitimate that has an actual job, we get a bit intimidated and go, we better do some research. It's not just Harley who, you know, who cares what we say to him. He's someone with an actual career. It's really great to be loved by your mates. (laughs) Shut up, idiot. (laughs) Trying to talk to the grown-ups. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) So, yeah, we went through uh, Wikipedia, Jim, and went through all the research and whatever. And what I did like was I, I went to your website and uh, and I read your whole bio and uh, yeah, the whole thing. And uh, I love the quote that is, Grant is your typical down-under bloke that all women love and all men would love to have a beer with. But then I read the rest of it and I was like, you've clearly written this yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're slipping no, down. I read it myself, it was where all women would want a root and all men would like to buy a beer. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just love it. I love that you, you know, you'd put something, fuck it, why not? You know, you're there, you're, you're in this room at the top of Crown, why not put that in? I'd awesome. agree with that sentiment. Yeah. Well, yeah, if yeah. I was a woman, I'd have a crack. In fact, I'm a man and I'd have a crack. <laughs> You're an attractive you are man. A delicious well done. Human being. If I, and if I was a woman, I'd have a beer with you, to be fair. So I yeah, think it no, works is, that, is that allowed? Or? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you'll have to. You Being know, a woman. Put, let's, let's, yeah. let's go and make that addition to the Wikipedia page. Can I, I, can yeah. I de- declare who actually wrote that? It was actually my dad. My dad. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that is excellent. My dad wrote that. Oh, wow. Yeah, you got yeah. your dad working on your website? Yeah, he did, yeah. Oh, nice one. Because I Bad didn't have one at the time. He thought, you know what you need, son? You need a website. You know. Wow. That shows how yeah, anti-technology you must be with your dad. You're only about 15 years uh, too late, dad. But yeah. <laughs> let's get one up and running. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, he wrote that. Yeah. Oh, good Would on you him. like to make a request for your Wikipedia page? Because the, the freaks that listen to this will, will definitely get on it. Is there anything <laughs> you'd like? Is it okay that you call your subscribers and the people who support you and buy your merchandise and come to your shows, freak? Oh, Have you, you should, met them? Yeah. <laughs> you should hear the stuff they call us. I'll, I'll, I'll show you my phone and show you the messages I've got this morning from them, if you like. <laughs> freaks is... Yeah. <laughs> Freaks is generous. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, I better come to one of these live shows. Oh, you do. Please, oh, please. We'd love have, you, have you ever crowd surfed before? No, I've always wanted. Who doesn't want to be a goddamn rock star? Yeah, yeah exactly. it's pretty fun. And yeah. Like, at, the, at the end of the day, I only weigh like sixty-four kilos. So, it, like, exactly. Look, there's, there's a young man by the name of Dilruk Jai Singh <laughs> who weighs exactly three times you that is crowd surfing. So, Get out. The, without his clothes on, yeah, so yeah, you'll, yeah. you'll be a welcome on top surprise. Of him while he's crowd surfing. Oh yes, yes. great. Well, you, instead of riding the horse, you can ride Dilruk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, it's on. All right. uh, yeah. Anything you want on the Wikipedia? This is your chance. This is. Pretty Things changed. 
Well, maybe, maybe, maybe just yeah. Instead of uh, every woman, you know, w- you know, w- would like to to be with, and every man would like to buy a beer. Maybe just someone needs to get on there and declare she has been with me. And oh, it was amazing. Oh, right. Oh, so, Pers- personal life would be wonderful. Yeah, great. Yeah, <laughs> great. All right. In the personal life section. Yeah. Not, yeah. There's nothing. <laughs> yeah. Did a really great rude in 2015. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, maybe don't date it too recently because we're married. Yeah. <laughs> Daniel did a good rude in me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah didn't remember work. Port Hedland, Daniel? <laughs> I punched that woman and then I came straight yeah, to your yeah, room. Yeah. Holds a record for 15 unrelated roots I in Port Hedland. From underneath that trailer <laughs> and turned you into a man. Love, Bruce. Uh, well, that is all the time we got By on the way, little... I get on my bloodstone boots back. <laughs> That's all the time we got on the little Dumb Dumb Club for this week. Harley Breen, Grant Daniel, thank you so much for joining us. Yay, uh, Harley, you got stuff coming up that you care to plug? Oh, sure. Just go to Harley Breen on Facebook or Harley Breen on Twitter, you'll find it there. Great. And Grant's got his two uh, very highly rated shows, uh, Family Feud and uh, The Great Australian Spelling Bee. Well, it could be a bit higher. Oh, really? Bee, to be honest. But well, anyway. well, we'll be now. We'll be Tune now. in. Yeah, yeah, two great shows, so get onto that. Uh, get onto to Grant on uh, on Twitter as well. That'll be awesome. And uh, uh, and, and we've mentioned uh, the, the Australian, uh, the great uh, music quiz, mm-hmm. the, the big music quiz, I should say. That I did a bit of work on. I think that's about to start. And uh, yeah, Darren, like I After said, after the Olympics, right? As they're plugging that looks in at the really good channel, fun. So. Darren McMahon, lovely guy. I'd love to get him on this show because he was actually a really legitimately really funny guy. And, mm. uh, My uh, doorman at this hotel told me some great stories about uh, Darren. Oh, really? Right. Yeah, none of which I can repeat. Right. Oh, now. that's what I missed out on. I did want to have. I, I wanted to have a night out with him. I thought this oh, guy, because yeah. according to the doorman. You'd have a great time. Yeah. Oh man, because he is a just a he was a guy that I'd be sitting there and just being intimidated by. I'm like, you are a great looking man. He's a pretty cool dude. Yeah. 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 Oh, please. Well, when he comes back, hopefully, hopefully he goes to season two, and it should because it's a good show. So uh, we'll we'll get him on there next time. But bang. Cool. All right. Thanks very much for listening, guys, and we'll see you next time. See, see you, mate. mate. Yeah. <laughs>